people plan for their family vacations better than they plan for retirement. It might sound crazy, but there are a lot of reasons why this happens with so many of us. That's what we'll talk about today on Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. So glad you're here with us today. I'm Jen Rezac, and I'm here today with Zach. He is the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. He's an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. And Zach, I have to say, I think I'm guilty of this. I do a better job planning a family vacation than I do planning for my retirement. But why are so many of us like this? Well, I think, Jen, you're not alone there, right? And uh, we see a lot of that when we sit down with folks. And yeah, you're right. I mean, I saw a staggering statistic that we spend about 10 times more time spending, uh, you know, that that time planning towards our vacations and really not spending near as much towards the retirement planning side of things. And, you know, you're hoping anyway, or at least I'm hoping, Jen, I don't know about you, but that retirement is going to be a permanent vacation, right? So <laughs> yes. it, it is something we should think about a little bit more, I think, is, is uh, you know, you start to get at least closer to those retirement dates. You know, Zach, I, for me, part of it is if I am going to plan a vacation, I know right away what questions that I need to be asking, what I need to be answering, what issues I need to be addressing. I know the order in which I'm going to go through and make arrangements, make reservations, get everything booked. I know what I'm doing when it comes to planning a family vacation, but I have no idea where to get started with planning for retirement. What, what questions should we be asking if we are getting close to retirement and we want to make sure we're ready? Well, let's talk about that on today's show. And I, and I think that, you know, we'd kind of spoke a little bit about what we think the topic should be. And there are a few core questions. And I think the first one we have to look at is what are our sources of retirement income? Because as we've talked about in past shows, Jen, income is what we're looking for. I like to say income is the outcome that we're after. Hmm. And every day that you're working, you're showing up here at the station. Well, to be quite honest with you, you know, you're probably expecting some sort of paycheck at the end of the week or maybe every two. And it's going to be no different in retirement, right? We've got to understand where are we going to get the cash flow to be happy, to be able to, to settle in and, and, and be happy in retirement. And so the first one is, is where are we going to get the income? Uh, you know, as we start to look at maybe some other questions, you know, thinking about Social Security benefits, you know, when should I start them? That's the number one question that we get when we start to think about Social Security. We just did a Social Security workshop here at a local community college, Jen, and that was by far the number one question that we got was, hey, when do I start it? So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that today. And then we can start to jump to some other concerns that might not just be maybe on the front burner. Maybe things like healthcare costs, uh, long-term care. You know, you've you've you know heard my story, Jen, and the listeners have as well. Mm-hmm. That you know, my my grandfather's been paying a lot of money out of pocket for several years now, over a decade, you know, to the nursing home, and you know that can really put a dent in someone's retirement savings. And even thinking about inflation, right? That bill goes up every single year, and it seems like everything else does too. I don't know about at your household, mm-hmm. Jen, but. No doubt at mine, things seem to kind of creep up and up. Yeah, groceries aren't getting any cheaper. That's that's for sure. Okay, so those are the questions we need to be asking if we're getting close to retirement. The first one is, how many sources of income will you have? I guess my question is, 
how many sources of income do we really need in retirement? We need more than one? Well, everyone's situation is is 100% different, right? There's no cookie cutter approach to this to say, well, we really ought to have three sources of income, at least in my opinion. We have to start to look at all income sources to the household. And that is going to be different for everybody, you know? So um, some folks might have a pension that is becoming a, a little less... Um, you know, out there in the marketplace, especially when we think about private sector companies, um, it just doesn't seem like we have near as much. There's less than 20% of the population working for a private company that do have those pension sources. And then you have to start to think about, well, maybe Social Security. We're going to talk a little bit more about that one today, because for those that might be thinking, well, I don't have a pension, you know, I just, I'm not, you know, I'm not lucky enough to have that. Well, Social Security is pretty much just like a pension, right? You know, so I like to kind of get people thinking a little bit about how can they use that income source. And then we have to look at everything else that we've got. What do we have for savings on the sidelines? And really, to be quite honest, what type of savings are they? You know, is it just money that we have in a taxable account, a non-qualified account, as we'd like to say? Is it something that maybe we put into our 401k or an IRA? Because, you know, Jen, as you know, we're going to have to take some of that money back out. Uh, or is it something more tax-free like uh, life insurance or Roth IRAs, something like that? So you have to look to say, where is that money at? And will I even be forced to use some of that money? Because we know we will with some of those accounts. And then we can start to look at everything else. Maybe we have a, a business owner that is still going to have some income coming in throughout their retirement years. Maybe we have someone that has some property that uh, they own. Maybe that's farm ground. Maybe that's uh, rental properties. You know, what type of cash flow are they going to provide to the bottom line? And I do think that when you start to look at retirement income, it's best to really get some information about how to squeeze as much out of that as possible. <laughs> you just joked around about groceries, so I'll just run with it because, you know, when, when I'm getting ready to go to the grocery store, I don't know about you, Jen, but I usually have a list and I'm going to check off you know, every single item that, that I need, uh, mm -hmm. because if yep. I don't, uh, my wife isn't too happy. I don't know <laughs> if, if you do that at home with Jeff or not. Yeah. But, uh, you don't want to go home, go home without, uh, without those basics that you were sent out for. Exactly. Exactly. Don't forget. And, and, uh, and you even touched on travel, right? I mean, you make a list of things mm -hmm. that you're going to need and make sure, you know, you understand kind of what the game plan is maybe on places that you want to see, I, I think that kind of these checklists are a good way to remind us of kind of these different things that we need or different things that we're going to do. And we have one that's tailored around retirement income. And it really kind of just gets us to a point that we can try to fulfill our goals in retirement. And that's so important. So, I mean, let me and my team here at Wall Street Financial Group help you. We're, we're going to provide you with a retirement income checklist that we've created for people just like you people that are getting ready to retire or into retirement. And uh, that retirement income checklist is going to walk you through some important considerations that you really should be looking at. It's completely complimentary. All you have to do is text the word checklist to 815-918-4185. Think of a retirement income checklist as kind of that, that GPS for your retirement years. And my team here at Wall Street Financial Group has been super blessed to help hundreds of families plan for their retirement and really checking into these important decisions that we have to look at when it comes to income. So to get that complimentary copy, all you have to do is text the word checklist 
to 815-918-4185. Again, text checklist to 815-918-4185. We're talking today with Zach Gray. He is the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap, and he's an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. I am Jen Rezac alongside Zach. As we go over these questions, we're talking about income and retirement how do you know if you saved enough to cover all of your needs, your income needs in retirement? It's the number one question that we get when someone sits down to go through our financial roadmap process. And um, it's really proprietary to what we do here at Wall Street Financial Group. But I just mentioned uh, the idea of a GPS. And really, that's what we're looking at with our financial roadmap. We want to make sure that we're laying out the guidelines, we're laying out the path that we're going to head down in our retirement years. And really, most folks, they'll either text into the show, call into the show, uh, or maybe even just seek us out through different events that we've been doing in the communities that we serve. But at the end of the day, they usually come in and say, I just want to know that I'm going to be okay. And it's probably the number one thing that we can help with. Because so many people get overwhelmed when you start to think about, you know, all the X's and O's of different investments that we can put together and different fund strategies and even different maybe equity selections, maybe some, you know, bonds or even bond alternatives like annuities or CDs. And it just gets to be this whirlwind of confusion. And I think, Jen, to your point, you feel really comfortable sometimes planning your vacation, right? Mm -hmm. My wife and I just took uh, our team here at Wall Street on a little retreat. And um, I'm telling you what, um, you know, she's like a, a machine when it comes to having those kids ready to go, right? I, I don't know how that works in your household. She's got but, it down, yeah. Know, yeah, she's got it down. It's like, did you get the, the, the sunscreen? Did you get, you know, uh, rose sunglasses? Did you, you know, I've got all this stuff packed. You know, she's got all the, 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 the whole bath thing, which, you know, in our household is a, a whole nother bag in itself, right? I mean, so you, you got all this stuff. And to be honest with you, I'd forget it all, right? And I think that that's the way that people feel sometimes when they start to think about, you know, wh- where do I even start, right, with, with this retirement side of things? And, and I do believe that that's what I hope we're bringing to folks today throughout today's radio show is to really get some clarity and really start to understand am I going to be okay? And will I have enough? Right. And, and I think it kind of comes back to understanding what those income cash flows are. We just started today's show with that. Then looking at saying, what's that expense number? How much money is going to be going out the back door every month is just as important as figuring out how to get the money through the front door. And I would challenge folks out there listening to really think on that for a moment. I know that we should all budget better we should all probably pay attention to the bottom line a little better. But boy, that's a big part of the equation. You know, forget the fees, forget the, you know, all the different financial tools that are out there. That's one of the biggest questions that, that a financial advisor, in my opinion, should be asking somebody is to say, okay, how much do you need per month into your pocketbook to really be happy and, and to make everything work for the long term? And what I will say is, is if, if, if you're listening to this and, and you will be wanting some of that confidence or some of that clarity to know that things are going to be all right, or, or maybe just some ways to get some more out of your retirement picture, pick up the phone and give us a call 
or you can simply text in to 815-918-4185. You can simply text the word visit to 815-918-4185, or you can call us at that same number. Once again, that's 815-918-4185. If you give us a call, um, just leave us a short message and we're gonna get back to you right away. Uh, the reason that, uh, that you're calling that number is it's a direct line to my director of first impressions, Mary is her name, and she will get you on my calendar so that we can sit down and, and visit a little bit. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about our office here in Bourbon A or, or office in Champaign or, or office in Bloomington. You know, we've got neighborhood offices in every one of those locations. We would love to sit down and visit and really step you through our financial roadmap process. And all you have to do is text the word visit to 815-918-4185. Or once again, you can give us a quick call to that number as well. And Mary will get back to you one last time. That's 815-918-4185. During your working years, you probably have one or two main sources of income. But in retirement, you'll probably have several. What are they and what can you do to help make the most out of them? We'll get into that next when Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray continues. When was the last time you set an alarm clock for Saturday morning? Ah, Saturday. But wait, in two days, it'll be Monday. Your alarm goes off and it's back to the grind. What if every day could feel like a Saturday? Retirement can feel like that, but you should start making plans today. Zach Gray and the team at Wall Street Financial Group are your everyday can be Saturday retirement professionals. They can help you make plans to have the income you need to retire and stay retired. Imagine waking up every morning without an alarm. Is it Saturday? It sure feels like Saturday. If that's the kind of retirement you want, call your everyday can be Saturday advisor, Zach Gray, right now at 815-918-4185. He'll help you put together a retirement roadmap so you can have that Saturday feeling every day of the week. Call 815-918-4185. That's 815-918-4185. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Thanks for joining us today on Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. I'm Jen Rezac, and I'm pleased to be here today alongside Zach. He is an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. Zach is author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. And today we're talking about the fact that many people do a better job planning family vacations than they do planning for retirement. And as I said at the start of the show, it's because they know how to plan a vacation, but they've never retired before, so they don't know everything it takes to plan for retirement. That's why we're focusing on four key questions you need to be able to answer. And one of them, Zach, is what's your plan for taking Social Security? Would you say Social Security, is that still a key source of income for a lot of people you help? Most definitely. I mean, Social Security is one of those key pieces that we have to figure out how to get as much out of it as possible. For a lot of folks, it's a good chunk. I mean, up to you know two-thirds of someone's income stream in their retirement years. And though that might not work for everybody, and it obviously probably isn't going to be enough to do everything that we need to do in retirement, it is something that we really have to think long and hard. How do we get as much squeezed out of that as we possibly, possibly can? 
Zach, how do you help clients decide when to start taking Social Security so they can, as you said, get as much out of those benefits as they can? Well, as a part of our financial roadmap process, we do cross-check that about four different ways. So we use a multitude of software tools to make sure that we're looking at all angles of someone's retirement picture. Not only income, but one of those key components of income is being Social Security. Now, all that being said, I don't always rely on that. And I know that might sound a little ironic that we're taking so much time to see when that proper point is that someone should be taking Social Security. I will say that I override that with a question about saying, you know, Jen, how do you feel about that? Because the truth of the matter is, is that Social Security is based around longevity. If we knew that we were going to pass away at, say, age 64, we would have likely been smart to start taking it at age 62, right? If we knew that. Now, I don't have that crystal ball to shake. And Jen, I don't know if you've got one laying around (laughs) in your desk there. I don't think so. Yeah, sadly, I don't. Um, Not sure that I would want to know that anyway. (laughs) But that all said, that is one of the true pieces of the puzzle. So what I will tell you is, is for many of our clients, they're very blue collar in nature. And it is really important that we run that through the software and we start to understand, you know, based on your savings and where they're at today, this is what we're looking at is the best plan to take Social Security. And, you know, we would, you know, welcome that with open arms. If someone has some questions about that, please, by all means, you know, either text or call into the radio show today. We would love to sit down and visit with you. But I think to even take that a step further, and this might sound a little ironic to those listening today, is I think that the wealthier you are as a client, or the better the cash flows look in retirement, or especially as we start to think about how do things look as far as longevity, say in your bloodlines, right? I mean, what's your family's life expectancy? I think at that point in time, we have to put those questions to the top of the list as well. We have to really start to understand you know what, my dad or my grandfather, boy, they didn't didn't make it all that far. And I've got a lot of the same health concerns. That might kind of shift our focus on saying, maybe we should take that a little earlier. Or if we know that, you know, there's a good chance that our cash flows in retirement are going to be a big detriment or maybe cause some provisional income questions uh, with our social security paycheck. And and we can talk a little bit more about that. But In essence, provisional income just simply says how much of your Social Security gets taxed and and not only taxed, but taxed at your highest ordinary income rate. And so folks haven't really thought about that too many times, typically when we sit down with them. And there's some things that we can do to get a little more squeezed out of it. But sometimes if we've got really good, say, property cash flows or pension cash flows, we might just want to take Social Security a little bit earlier and start to get that income stream coming through the front door, especially if it's what gives us peace of mind to you know, live the retirement that we want. I just sat down with a, a gentleman yesterday, Jen, and great guy. And he says, Zach, I just can't, I just can't do it the, the same way that I could 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. He, he works for a tree service. And he says, I just, at 60 years old, I just can't do it. Hmm. And um, so we started to kind of game plan for what he could do, you know, to get the most out of his Social Security. Now, he does happen to be a widow and uh, he does have a widow benefit that starts here when he's 60. So we got him started with that. Many people don't understand, 
you know, how that works if they are a widow. So if you're a widow listening, please make sure you're looking at that. Um, also, even with ex-spouses, right? I mean, keep in mind that you might be able to utilize uh, a spouse that you've been divorced from. But in his particular case, what we found is, is that him taking Social Security likely at 62, it's probably going to be his ticket to freedom because he's happy on a couple thousand dollars a month. He doesn't need a whole lot to be happy. He lives a very frugal life. And, and he says, Zach, if that is the answer, if that can get me to that point, I think that that would be the best decision for me. So keep in mind, yes, there is going to be that conversation about if you do wait, you're going to get more out of it. It is going to grow every year that you can postpone it until 70. But sometimes that's not always the right answer. And, and I think that deciding when to take Social Security benefits will be one of the most important decisions that you make regarding your retirement. Because once again, it works just like a pension. And I do have a complimentary report that really covers some of the, the who and the how and the what, really the when of Social Security. And you can get it today by simply texting the word security to 815-918-4185. I mean, you've spent decades paying into this. Let's make sure that we're going to maximize what comes back out. So to get that complimentary report, just text the word security to 815-918-4185. One last time, that's security to 815-918-4185. Today we're talking with Zach Gray. He is the author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. He's an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. We're going over four key questions you need to be able to address as it relates to retirement. And this one is, what's your plan for taking Social Security? That's our focus here in this part of the show. Zach, you mentioned some of the things that those who've been widowed, maybe you're working with a widow or a widower, what they need to be aware of. But what what else do married couples need to know when it comes to taking their Social Security and how they can coordinate their benefits to maximize them? Well, we could go on for a couple hours with that question there, Jen. <laughs> uh, there's over 300 different ways that a married person can take their benefits. And uh, so if you can combine that with your spouse, hmm. uh, we're, we're talking several hundred ways that you guys can mix and match things and try to get as much out of it as what you can. What I will say is, is this, you have got to be having some serious conversations with your financial planner about understanding how that looks and how that works. We too many times stumble into cases, for example, just like Bob yesterday, where he didn't understand the widow benefit. More times we see folks that don't understand the spousal benefit that they have with their husband or wife. And so I'll give you a quick example. My wife is currently um, spending most of her days staying at home with our two young children. Mm -hmm. And um, we're expecting again. So, you know, she's probably going to be spending more time at home than the workplace. Now, she still picks up a day or two out of the week at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she enjoys work and she plans on probably going back into the workforce maybe once the kids get older. That said, Let's just imagine that she stayed in the, her current uh, working position. If at the end of our working careers, um, let's say my benefit was $2,500 at my full retirement age, which right now is projected to be 67. 
and hers was, let's say, uh, $1,000 once she got to retirement, she has the ability to either take hers, so she could take the 1000 example, or she can take half of mine. Hmm. So half of 2500 would be 1250 Now, Jen, I don't know which one you would rather have, but either $1,000 or $1,250. Yeah. Every little bit counts. I'd rather have a little more. Amen to that. And we're talking, you know, about a monthly benefit in that example. Now, let's assume that my benefit is $2,500 at my full retirement age, as I just mentioned, but it continues to accrue until I'm 70. So let's just say I'm still working and I don't have any concerns to take it. And it goes to say north of $3,000 in that example. Her benefit would always be based off of my full retirement age benefit. So the example was she could take half of my $2,500 benefit. And in that example that I gave, it made sense. If my benefit, let's say, rolls up to $3,500, she no longer has the availability to take half of that higher number. The maximum that she will get is half of my benefit at my full retirement age. Even if I decide to let mine continue to grow until I was 70 years old, and even if it grows to be, like I say, three, $4,000 even, she's only going to get half of that benefit. In our example, it was half of $2,500. So I just let you know that because we see too many folks that are maybe just taking their own benefit. And maybe it was a, a gentleman that maybe ran his own business or was a, a farmer or something of that nature and just didn't put that much money into the Social Security system. Or maybe it's a lady that did stay at home, uh, maybe similar to what my wife is doing, maybe the majority of her time and just didn't you know, work that much outside the household to fund that social security check. Sometimes we see them take their own and in all reality, it would make more sense to take half of their spouses. And mine is another example to say that we have a little bit of an age you know, gap there. I'm a little bit older than my wife. So in that example, it might really make a lot of sense because instead of allowing you know, her number to accrue, if she can take half of mine when I'm at my full retirement age, at that point, it can make a ton of sense because she doesn't have to wait anymore. On top of that, if I've already hit my full retirement age, which I will by the time that she gets to Social Security um, eligibility, I mean, it's a no brainer. So I know that ends up being kind of a mouthful there to, to answer your question, Jen, mm -hmm. but I think it's really important for folks to understand there's a lot of different ways you can skin this cat. There's a lot of different ways that you can go about getting the most out of your social security. If you're married, it's one more thing that you need to be thinking about as you start to think about, you know, what do I do there? Um, how do I play those cards? Because it is so important. And it, like you just said, I mean, those numbers add up. If we're starting to talk maybe a couple hundred dollars a month, by the time that we add in cost of living adjustments over the course of someone's lifetime, you know, we're talking thousands upon thousands, tens upon thousands of dollars difference in that paycheck. So it is one of those top retirement issues that I think someone has. And really, when it comes to retirement, when it comes to Social Security, there is no next time. There's no redos. I mean, there's plenty of obstacles out there. Social Security is just one of them, but you have to be prepared for those obstacles. And we do have another complimentary guide that I would like to offer to all those listening today. All you have to do is text the word retirement to 815-918-4185. That's the word retirement 
to 815-918-4185. You're going to get a complimentary report from my team that's going to be able to help manage some of these obstacles and really turn them into some financial opportunities to help you get some more squeezed out of your social security picture is just one of those five that's in that report. So get that report today. Just text the word retirement to 815-918-4185. Any idea what you can expect to pay for health care in retirement? I'll give you a hint. The numbers are a lot bigger than you might think. That's coming up next. Stay with us. Who will be your ally in your retirement years? You've heard Zach Gray share important information about making plans for your retirement. Zach and his team at Wall Street Financial Group know that in retirement, it's about more than just the money. It's about your total financial health. There are many financial advisors to choose from, but how many of them take a holistic approach to retirement planning? Zach Gray and the Wall Street Financial Group team have helped hundreds of people plan for retirement. They want to be your ally for the rest of your life. No more guessing with Wall Street Financial Group. You'll have a plan and an advisor throughout your retirement years. Call Wall Street Financial Group today at 815-918-4185 and make an appointment to start planning for your retirement. That number again, 815-918-4185. Call right now. You deserve to have that ally in retirement that you need. Call now at 815-918-4185. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Thanks for joining us today on Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. I am your host, Jen Rezac. Pleased to be here alongside Zach. He's an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. Zach is author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap, and I'm glad to have him here today as we talk about the key questions you need to be able to answer as you get close to retirement. There's more to retirement planning than just focusing on saving and investing. You also need to plan around the potential risks that could end up taking a bite out of your savings, risks like unexpected health care costs. Knowing how you'll address health care and retirement is one of the key questions we're talking about today. And Zach, the numbers are big. According to Fidelity, a 65-year-old couple can expect to pay $280,000 for health care throughout retirement. How do you help clients account for health care and their retirement plans? Well, like you just said, it can be a big hole in someone's bucket. And if you aren't thinking about healthcare and retirement, you are missing the boat because it is the number one cost that you're going to have throughout your retirement years. And sometimes I have fun with that when I'm, you know, invited to speak, uh, you know, maybe at some local groups or local colleges. And even uh, I just did a segment on television here uh, with WCIA that uh, was really just kind of based around the idea of healthcare and, and how do you start to cover that? And you're right, Jen. I mean, $280,000 is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And that's an increase of at least a few percent from the year prior. And if you look back at like, let's say 2002, which is kind of about the same time that I was coming into this business or starting to to get my feet wet with it uh, down at school, that number was like 160,000. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, it's eye opening to think about that. And, and really the one thing that I think is probably the biggest hole in someone's healthcare bucket, if you want to call it that, is the idea of long-term care, you know, and for anyone that's picked up a copy of my book, they've heard the story that, you know, my grandfather, one of my biggest role models in life still is to this day, very noble guy and wants to make sure to pay his bills. You know, he, he's not going to be 
you know, riding on anyone else's shirt tails. Hmm. And I think that that's phenomenal. The sad news is, is he's been having to pay the nursing home for my step grandmother. We call her grandma Marilyn and she's had Parkinson's disease as long as I can remember. You know, even as a young kid, she was getting different treatments and trying a lot of different things that were cutting edge at the time. And she just had a really severe case of that disease. And at a certain point, really about the time that uh, I was in college, you know, really about the turn of the century, it got to a point where my grandfather was having a lot of problems just keeping her at home. It just didn't work out. And he finally had to get to a point that he had to bring her to a skilled uh, nursing facility. Now, luckily, he had a facility literally just across the road. And it's a great little nursing home in Danforth. But the sad news is, is it comes at a massive expense. Mm -hmm. He's been spending right at just near $10,000 a month this year for her skilled care. And those numbers are, are outstanding. You know, he's gone through north of a million dollars to the nursing home to help get that assistance. And, you know, he didn't see that coming. You know, he was a super frugal guy. Uh, she was diagnosed very early from what I understand from that disease. I'm no expert with it by any stretch, but I think it's one of those things where, you know, he just didn't see that coming. He thought I'm too young to explore these needs of potentially long-term care. And I don't think it's ever too young to at least explore it, especially if I kind of think about this as kind of this three-legged stool. And when we step on someone through our financial roadmap process, we like to say, okay, do we have an emergency fund? Do we have some sleep at night money? And if we say, yep, we can check that box and move on to what I think is probably the most important leg of that stool. And that's income. You know, where are we going to get the money that we need to be happy, to spend the way we want to spend, to do the things that we want to do? And if we can check that box, then we do need to start thinking about, okay, what other things could come our way? What other curveballs might life throw at us what other holes might we have in the bucket, you know, to use that analogy? And I, and I do think we've got to think long and hard about healthcare and what type of costs those can be. And, and if you want a little more feedback about that, pick up a copy of my book. You can get it on Amazon or honestly, you can just text the word book to 815-918-4185. So during today's show, you have that opportunity to get a complimentary copy of my book. It's called The Financial Roadmap, and it's 815-918-4185. There's no obligation. There's no catch to it. It will give you a little insight to understand how you can maybe retire and live a little bit more comfortable, maybe not overspend so that you're not going to run out of money and maybe get a little more confidence there. But what I will say is, is that beyond investment planning and tax planning, we really do touch a lot on healthcare planning and even kind of that longevity or legacy piece that kind of works hand in hand with that. So, you know, there's a lot of issues that are addressed in that book, one of which is healthcare. And I think it's a really big one. So again, all you have to do is text the word book to 815-918-4185. You'll get a complimentary copy of my book, The Retirement Roadmap. And one more time, text the word book to 815-918-4185. Well, Zach, given the experience you've had with your family and watching what's happened with your grandparents in, in the long-term care situation, 
what advice do you have for someone who plans to have their kids provide care so they can stay at home as long as possible, or they've identified a family member who they think will be able to support them and help take care of them? What advice do you have for someone who has, who has that as their plan? Well, keep in mind that, that I probably have seen the extreme Right. I mean, I I definitely saw a lot of serious health issues that have been, you know, consistently escalating over Mm -hmm. the years. And then they just finally got to a point where my grandpa Roger just couldn't take care of her the right way at home. And really his home was an older farmhouse. It probably wasn't built right to be very handicap accessible and and easy to to get around in. And, And he had, you know, a few issues where you know, uh, Grandma Marilyn, you know, had, had stumbled down some stairs and so on. And, and no fault of his own or anyone's. It just was that the facility wasn't probably quite right. And at the end of the day, he just didn't have the know-how and the skill to make sure that she was okay. And what I'll say about that is, is that during that period of time that she was at home and, and he was trying to do all the care, I really saw him age as well if that makes any sense, you know, if it, you know, really saw it take a big toll on his life because, you know, he's had anything but the perfect retirement in some of which is attributed to that. And I get it, you know, it is for uh, good times and bad, right? I mean, and and he takes that vow very seriously. And I, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for all the things that he's done, but I just will say that, you know, it is one of those things that can take a big toll And ironically, uh, I'll share a quick story. I had a a couple come in yesterday, or I had a gal come in yesterday with her son, and it was supposed to be a couple. And um, it was Steve and Linda, and uh, I've known them for quite some time. They they came to an event that we did at the Kankakee Community College, and uh, they decided to become clients of ours. And two weeks ago, Steve had a heart attack, and um, you know he's been really in in somewhat intensive care since. He's still at the hospital and they're hoping that he can possibly rehab and get back on onto his own, you know, at their house. And and I did share with her, I said, you know, as your advisor and really as a friend, Linda, I just want to make sure that you take into consideration, you know, all that it takes to take care of Steve. You know, I don't know what all those things are. I'm no doctor, right? But at the end of the day, I really want you to kind of look at all aspects that you have. Now she has long-term care insurance. And she has a really short elimination period. And so she will have some opportunity, you know, to use a skilled nursing facility if it's needed. Maybe it's just for rehab. But I wanted to open her mind to that because when I first started in this business, I had a gentleman say to me, he says, you know, one thing that we find is, is that, you know, typically women outlive men and uh, they end up having to be some sort of caregiver at a certain point in their lifetime. Now, my grandfather's side, it was the flip side of the coin. And it's probably more rare for that. But he said, what I would tell them to do is ask that gentleman to lay down on the floor and then have his wife pick him up and carry him to his bed. And and he was obviously being, you know, a little bit um, outlandish with that with that ask. But the point he was trying to get at is, is that it's not super easy to be that caregiver. Right. Mentally or physically. Right. And um, heck, I think about carrying around my three year old and she she's enough. Right. (laughs) So I think. It's one of those things that I think that we all have to take kind of a step back and start to understand what do we need to do? How can, you know, we best mitigate some of those concerns? Because you're right. We see a lot of folks that maybe want to rely on family or children. And a lot of times today, 
Maybe both folks need to work in the household to make ends meet. And past that point, you have to be thinking about the toll that it's going to take on that caregiver. So if you want a little bit more knowledge on that, I encourage you to pick up the phone and either give us a call to 815-918-4185. We will step you through our financial roadmap process, or you can simply text the word VISIT to that same number. It's 815-918-4185. And we'd love to sit down with you, whether it be in Bloomington, Champaign, or in Bourbonnais. Uh, we would just love the opportunity to visit with you. That'll be a direct line to one of my gals here in Bourbonnais, and she will get you on my calendar, whether it be at any one of those neighborhood offices. And one last time, that's texting the word VISIT to 815-918-4185. Or like I say, you can pick up the phone and leave us a short message at that same number, 815-918-4185. Today, we're going over the short list of important retirement planning questions, and the final issue to make the cut might surprise you. We'll talk about that next when Journey Through Retirement continues. When was the last time you set an alarm clock for Saturday morning? Ah, Saturday. But wait, in two days, it'll be Monday. Your alarm goes off and it's back to the grind. What if every day could feel like a Saturday? Retirement can feel like that, but you should start making plans today. Zach Gray and the team at Wall Street Financial Group are your everyday can be Saturday retirement professionals. They can help you make plans to have the income you need to retire and stay retired. Imagine waking up every morning without an alarm. Is it Saturday? It sure feels like Saturday. If that's the kind of retirement you want, call your everyday can be Saturday advisor, Zach Gray, right now at 815-918-4185. He'll help you put together a retirement roadmap so you can have that Saturday feeling every day of the week. Call 815-918-4185. That's 815-918-4185. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Thanks for joining us today on Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. I am Jen Rezac, pleased to be here alongside Zach. He's an investment advisor representative and a partner in Wall Street Financial Group. He is author of the book, The Retirement Roadmap. And today we're talking about the fact that most people do a better job planning a family vacation than they do planning for retirement because they know what goes into planning a trip, right? But it's easy to miss some of the important questions you need to ask about your financial future. We're focusing on four of them today. And Zach, what's your plan to address inflation made the short list? Why is inflation such a major risk for retirees that we put it on our list? Well, I think it's kind of the silent killer, right? It's the silent assassin when you start to think about someone's retirement savings, because doesn't really jump out in front of you. And it's somewhat hard, you know, without maybe getting into a financial calculator or we use very sophisticated software that's allowing us to, you know, try to make the most of that. And I say that to you because, you know, we think about, well, I add it up and here's my budget and this is what I spend per month. And we start to look at, okay, what would my cash flows look like? And so what does that look like for, like, like we were talking about today, maybe pension income, maybe social security income. And we visit with a lot of folks that say, you know, I've done the math and I think I can make it work, but they haven't maybe taken into consideration inflation. And I say, you know, a buck today might not be worth a buck 20 years from now. What do you think? And, and of course, that kind of rocks them back on their heels a moment. And they, I think, understand where I'm coming from, 
or many times, especially if I've got a guy in the room that I think is maybe kind of a car buff, you know, I'll say, you know, what's the first car that you ever bought? Sometimes it's a little out of the blue and they're kind of wondering where I'm going with this <laughs> question. And many of them will say, well, you know, uh, they'll really kind of get bragged, you know, bragging on those cars. Right. <laughs> and uh, they'll say, well, you know, I had this sports car, you know, back in the you know, 50s or 60s or 70s. And um, I'll say, what did that car cost you back then? Uh, I mean, just play along, Jen. I mean, what was your first car that you ever drove? The first car I owned was a 1987 Ford Mustang. There you go. How about uh, that? That's nice. I had an 88 Firebird. Okay. So similar. So if we were to say, you know, what those sports cars cost back, you know, brand new off the showroom floor, do you have any idea what it, what it might've been? (laughs) I really don't, but I know, uh, I know I would be shocked if I saw the same price uh, of a a new Mustang today. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And you know, that's where I'm going with it. It's probably was in the teens, probably wasn't even 20,000. Yeah. Now, obviously there's a lot of different types of Mustangs and they no longer make the Firebird. But my point is, is that, you know, if we were to go buy a brand new sports car, brand new Mustang off the showroom floor, we're, we're probably not getting it for double that amount of money, let alone maybe triple that amount of money. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that it just kind of gets us thinking about, yeah, you know what, it wasn't that long ago that we were driving that 87 Mustang. Uh, But, you know, as we start to think about what that cost has done over the years, it's pretty wild to think about inflation. So we've got to be thinking about some ways to combat that. And even as we just left off on a healthcare segment, you know, right before we took that break, you know, those numbers aren't looking at, you know, maybe a couple percent or 3% per year change. I mean, we're looking at maybe five to seven, or some of those healthcare premiums could be you know, north of double digit changes year in, year out, costing us, you know, more and more and meanings that we're going to have to spend more and more of our hard earned money. And I often kind of tie that even back to the idea of what type of money we have, because as we start to think about inflation, as we even start to think about maybe taxes, you know, will inflation go up over time? Well, over the last, you know, 15 years or so that I've been involved in this business, People say, yeah, I, I think that it's going to cost more to, to live. And I say, of course it is. Mm-hmm. And then I say, what about taxes? And most people tend to think that taxes might go upwards a little bit into the future. If nothing else, they're going to stay at least the same. And then we have to think about, well, where does my money sit that I'm going to use for my retirement years? And for most folks, it's in either some sort of, you know, maybe taxable account, like a bank account or a bank CD even or even maybe looking at something like a 401k or an IRA, those are the you know, really predominant places that we find folks as retirement assets. It's usually not in kind of what I consider to be the third column or third bucket, which would be something more like a Roth IRA. And I say that to you because if it costs us more to live, and if it costs us maybe more in taxes, and of course, if we're spending more and taxes go up, it's obviously a double whammy to that we've put together a complimentary report that really gives you some sense of what we mean by getting the most out of your tax picture in retirement. All you have to do is text the word tax, T-A-X, text that word to 815-918-4185. You can get that complimentary report. I mean, it's your money. I think that you deserve to get as much of it as possible and really start to look at some ways that are maybe a little outside the box on combating inflation. So one last time, that's the word tax, 
to 815-918-4185. Text that over. We'll get you that complimentary tax report. Talking today with Zach Gray of Wall Street Financial Group, and I am Jen Rezac alongside. Let's do this, Zach. Let's do a quick recap of the four key questions we discussed on the show today and why these issues were so important that they made your shortlist. Well, let's just go back to the top then. So you've got income. As I shared with you before, as we start to think about kind of this three-legged approach or three-legged stool to retirement, let's put a little bit of money in the bank all the gurus agree, get six months worth of expenses or income put on the sidelines. And you don't have to only listen to myself. Uh, You can listen to to Kramer. You can listen to Ramsey. You can listen to a whole host of folks. Get a few dollars put away for the rainy day. Then at that point in time, we have to focus on income. Income is the outcome that we're after in retirement. We have got to figure out how to make the most of it. And things like making the right pension decisions. Make sure that you're looking at all avenues there. There's something that we call a pension max system that's a part of our financial roadmap. We would love to share that with those listening today. And you have to start to look at social security. That was the second part that we talked about, but it works hand in hand with income. Where are you going to get you know, that money? And social security is usually a big chunk of it, right? For you know, all those folks that might be thinking, well, I don't have a pension or I don't have you know, rental properties or maybe even farm ground property that's going to give me that nice cash flow in retirement. Social Security is going to give you a cash flow in retirement. Let's make sure that we're getting the most out of it. So many times we see folks that take the attitude, well, you know, it's only around for a little period of time or, you know what, I'm afraid it's not going to be here for the long run. My opinion on that is, is it's going to be here? I think that things will change over time. I think that that full retirement age will get kicked out further and further but I don't think they're going to do away with social security. And it really leads us to the point that we should get as much of it as humanly possible. So make sure that you're stepping through how to get as much out of social security as you possibly can. And I would love to share that with you. That's one thing that we cross check four different ways as a part of our financial roadmap. And then I think you have to start to bridge to the what ifs, right? So once we get past those first two legs of the stool, we've got a little bit of money so that we can sleep at night. We've got that emergency fund. We figured out the income plan and it is so important to have a written income plan. I can't stress that enough. I mean, I've shared that at multiple workshops and seminars that I've been asked to speak at. I've shared that on the radio for quite some time now. No one has brought in that written income plan in black and white to my office. And I challenge it. I've seen a lot of different spreadsheets, but I have never seen one that encompasses things like inflation, things like healthcare costs, the what ifs of life. So as we get past that income plan, those what ifs are important to look at. That third and and kind of final leg to the stool is is the extras, if you want to call it that. But those extras include things like, what happens if I do need long-term care? What happens if inflation really does hit us hard and it does cost significantly more in the future to live the same lifestyle that I have today? And some of that really kind of comes back to you know, where does my money sit? Is there some ways that I can get just a little more tax efficient about the money that I have? Do I have something in force that really is going to be a good way for me to offset inflation? There's a lot of different investment vehicles out there. You could be using maybe a dividend strategy. You could be using uh, an annuity that has inflation protection. You could be using something like a a treasury that, that has that inflation, like a tips type product that can get you that inflation protection that you need. 
And you can also be looking at some other you know, ways to kind of plug those healthcare or long-term care holes in your bucket. And it's not always back to just traditional long-term care insurance or just that traditional idea of a Medicare supplement. There's a lot of ways that you can go about taking care of that risk. And so when you start to think about income, like we covered in the first section, we talked about social security in the second, and we started to then think about healthcare in the third and just touched on inflation and a little bit of taxation, you know, here in this last segment, I think that understanding how all of that plays out and what some of those top retirement concerns are, they include those four questions and they include several more. But I would love to shed some light on that, whether that's sitting down, you know, across from myself and leveraging, you know, the knowledge of myself and my team, I would love to, you know, or you could even just simply get maybe one last final complimentary copy of a report that we call retirement. All you have to do is text the word retirement to 815-918-4185. And you're going to get, you know, some feedback on some of these top concerns or some of these obstacles that make retiring a little bit more difficult. Things like low interest rates and the ever-changing healthcare landscape and rising healthcare costs, even volatile markets like we saw at the end of this past year. All those are obstacles that we have to mitigate in retirement. And that complimentary guide with some of those five top retirement planning issues can really shed some light on that. So I suggest that you pick up your phone and text the word retirement to 815-918-4185. That's retirement to 815-918-4185. I sure hope that maybe today's show has given some some light on some of these ideas and some of these questions to ask. And this report will do the same. So one last time, that's retirement to 815-918-4185. You've been listening to Journey Through Retirement with Zach Gray. Thanks so much for spending some of your time with us here this weekend. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Zach. Take care, and we hope you have a great week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through Wall Street Financial Group and or AE Wealth Management, LLC. Wall Street Financial Group, Inc. and AE Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Wall Street Financial Group is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Wall Street Financial Group.